Blog Talk Radio. You say, for more years of traps, not a price that you're willing to pay. You cry when you see breaking news, cause you know Trump's a really dumb guy. Why so sad? You know that we proved our derangement in 2016, now he's making us mad. Remember, despite his arraignments, he's still there. We'll fight back on the show that is called Liberal Dan Radio. We'll fight back on the air. Call me up and show me that you care. Listens rise, ratings fall, and I'll keep broadcasting through it all. So subscribe, don't be late, and you'll hear me on Blog Talk Radio on Wednesday nights at 8. Da 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 True from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is area code 914-803-4131. You can also join us uh, in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Go to the episode page, sign up for your free account. Uh, and if you are listening during the time of the show, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. Um there uh, in the chat room, and I'll answer them as we get to them. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com on facebook.com slash liberaldan or at me at liberaldan radio on Twitter. And of course, go to liberaldan.com to find all the different ways on social media that you can support the show, find the mini cast, and you can even support to the Patreon, patreon.com slash liberaldan as well uh, to help me not only uh, support the show, but to in the creation of new content, both online and on YouTube. Uh, I have just released the first in several videos that I plan on releasing before the election uh, called the GOP coup uh, to discuss those issues uh, that uh, I feel are concerning to me as it comes, as it pertains to the attempts of the GOP to to retain power, despite losing a majority, maintaining a minority, friend of mine listened to the, my first one yesterday and was really impressed, I guess, with the facts and figures that I included in there. Um, I do give some information. I talk about Project Redmap. If you're not familiar with Project Redmap, it'll give you a little bit of information on that. And, of course, it places where you could go to find more information. 
as well as the what the results of what Project Red Redmap was able to do and how those effects are, in 2010 are still affecting American elections today. So um, I have a couple more ideas uh, for videos that I'll be making a lot in that set in that playlist. Uh, but I also have other videos and other playlists that I do want to expand on. My um, coming to terms with activism said I, I that that has been uh, very. Um, I have not paid enough attention to it. I guess that's the way to put it. I, I have not given it the attention that it needs or deserves. Uh, I want to continue to working on those. Uh, obviously, I want to keep doing Fat Man Rants and perhaps other things as well. So if you like the content that you see on YouTube, first and foremost, subscribe to the channel. It's one of the ways you can do. You can support the show for free. Um, subscribe to the show on Blog Talk Radio. Follow me on Twitter. Like my Facebook page. Do all those things to help get the visibility of the page up, share links, etc. So it's the only way that we're going to expand the show and make it even better than it is currently at. Um, got a lot of stuff to talk to this week as well as every week. You got the uh, – obviously, we're less than two weeks away from the election. I did cast my vote yesterday early. Um, look at my TikTok. I, I, I did show uh, the proof that I voted for Joe Biden. Uh, on there and put my money where my mouth is, even though uh, in Louisiana, I don't expect my vote to count because we go still go by the Electoral College. Uh, there is an interesting video that I was that, uh, that I had found recently. I do, it's one of the, it's my second to most recent video that I posted on YouTube and it's a response uh, to a conservative who was mocking uh, AOC and making some comments about the Electoral College that I found to be interesting, uh, and by interesting, I mean wrong, and I don't want to give them all the way, so go watch that video as well, um, but I, I like that video too, it's a little longer, I'm trying to keep the, the videos about the GOP coup less than five minutes, I understand a lot of people do have short attention spans, I don't want to sit there and watch a half an hour long video, and that's fine, I get it, uh, so I'm trying to keep them short, and I was able actually to find some good music on YouTube to to put underneath the episode uh, to, so it's not just me talking at some dramatic tension to it as well. So I hope you like not, not the response video, but the, but the, the first in the segments uh, the first in the bunch of the playlist of the GOP on the GOP coup. So I hope you like that. I hope, I hope you think it's well produced. Uh, obviously I'm not a graphic designer. Uh, I don't, I'm not the best with graphics and uh, my wife works during the day, so I don't want to force or force or ask her to, um, you know, do too much stuff when it comes to um, the production of graphics for my videos. But, you know, as long as the information is there, I think that's the most important thing. Making it prettier might be nice, but it's not worth the effort as I'd rather create like 10 videos of good content instead of five videos with or three videos with good content and good graphics. So I hope you agree with me on that. So it's coming up this week. This week, Friday, is the release of the new Borat film. And well, what does that have to do with the election? Well, apparently a lot, uh, because there's a questionable image that has been released showing uh, Rudy Giuliani in the room with um, Borat's supposed daughter, who is supposed to be 15 and he's laying down on a bed in the room. Maybe this is why 
Uh, Mike Pence doesn't like to be in alone in rooms. Um, in in rooms with with uh, women, all uh, all uh, you know, all private like and stuff because he can't control himself. So you have Rudy Giuliani in a room with this girl or woman who's posing as a 15 year old, and he's laying down on the bed, and his hands are down his his hands down his pants. Now, his Twitter response to is. Oh, I was adjusting my microphone or getting my microphone out of my pants. Why are you in a hotel room with a 15-year-old girl with your hand down your pants? Leave the room. Go to the bathroom to go. If you need to put your hand down your pants. Like if I was in a room and it was me and a 15-year-old girl, I mean, I I am not going to be doing anything inappropriate, first of all. Second of all, if I needed to do something that involved me putting my hand down my pants, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to excuse myself, go to the bathroom and, and deal with whatever I needed to deal with in the bathroom in private, not in front of a girl that's 15 years old, supposedly. So I could, I could, I, I'm, I am waiting to see what, what actually happened, what happened in this, in this scene outside of the picture. I'm waiting for that. Because maybe, maybe Sasha Baron Cohen did not present the information fairly. And if and if look, if he didn't do that, if if there was if there is some missing context that we're all not seeing that once we see the movie, you'll under oh, that's what was going on. And and, and Sasha Baron Cohen then looks like a like a fool or a jackass or whatever for for spreading misinformation, then I'll, I will absolutely be one of the first people to criticize because I don't think that's right. But I also don't understand how I don't, I can't anticipate what the situation is going to look like. That would make me think that, Oh, this is not an, this is a disingenuous way of looking at what happened with Rudy. So who knows about that? Oh, then you got today. Um, there was an article that was been going around with the Pope basically coming out in support of civil unions for persons who are gay, for couples who are not heterosexual. And, of course, the conservatives are like, oh, that's not my Pope. Or that's, that's, that, that's just sinful. I, I don't understand. I don't, and a lot of those people are Catholics. He's not my Pope or whatever. Sorry. I, I mean, look, I was raised Jewish. So I really don't no from life experience living as a Catholic, all the things about the magisterium of, of and the infallibility of the papacy. But I try and do my best to understand other religions so I can understand where they're coming from. And as I understand it, like I would I would, I would be looking and reading the parts of the Bible uh, in order to try and understand or of the Christian Bible, understand what they're saying and and Catholics would tell me, well, we're Catholics. We really don't read the Bible. We listen to what the priest tells us about the Bible. So you're supposed to listen to the priest. You're supposed to listen to the papacy. You're supposed to listen to the, to the Pope, the cardinals and bishops and everyone else. You're supposed to listen to all that if you're, if you're a good Catholic person. But yet, when the Pope says this, you're going to be like, oh, well, I don't agree with that. Oh, no, it's not, you don't have a choice as a Catholic. If the Pope says this is the this is the way it is, 
you're supposed to go, yes, kiss the ring and, and follow like a good, observant, pious, Catholic person. Now, frankly, I don't understand people being part of the Catholic Church and donating money to the Catholic Church just because a lot of that fund is funds a lot of those funds are going to be going to help pay these claims that are being made against priests. Let me tell you something. What's disgusting about this whole thing with there was in Slidell, I think it was Slidell, Louisiana, and there was a, a priest who got caught doing some obscene things in private. I guess you could see it from the doors of the church if you walked up to the doors of the church. But they were doing these things on the altar. And the, the, the local archbishop in New Orleans was like, oh, well, we're going to burn the altar and reconsecrate a new one because of all the sinful acts that took place on this altar. Really? Did you burn the altars and all the other places of, in the places of worship that molestation of children happened? Did you do that too? Like there's more outrage. I'm, I'm finding more outrage over a priest hooking up with two prostitutes than I am seeing a outrage over molestation that was done by the priesthood. And not just the molestation that was done by priests, but the cover-up that was done by the hierarchy in the church. And people are more upset over a bondage-themed threesome with consenting adults than they are over child rape. How How is this even a thing? Like, how... I don't understand how the Catholic Church manages to survive, except for the fact that they just use, I guess, what people would call Catholic guilt to guilt people and to keep coming back. Well, you're going to go to hell if you don't give your tithes and if you don't support the church, even though the church has been, you know, violating the autonomy of children, acting inappropriately with children. Oh, but let's make a big deal about the fact that uh, three consenting adults got together and filmed some dirty stuff on an altar. Oh, terrible. It's horrible, terrible. Horrible, terrible. Anyway, let's go ahead and take my first commercial break. Come back, take your calls as well. Area code uh, 914-803-4131. That's area code 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Alright, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say. Sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. 
And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not-so-fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. (laughs) Catch you on the tune. Would you like to support Liberal Dan Radio? Would you like a shout-out on the podcast or the minicast? Would you like to purchase advertising or sponsor a bit like Hypocrite of the Week or Words of Redneck Wisdom? You can even sponsor the whole hour. Then become a Liberal Dan Patreon. You can help me grow my audience, and for a limited time, first-hour advertisers will lock in their rates for the life of the podcast. Head on over to patreon.com slash liberaldan and support the show today. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, to join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. Uh, again, you can also join us in the chat, chat room. And again, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread over at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Now... Uh, I posted something on my uh, Facebook page, um, and look, there, there's a lot of things that you can look at in the next two weeks uh, on the, on November 3rd, election night. Um, and a lot of things that, that seem positive for the Democrats, it seem positive that Joe Biden will be able to beat uh, Donald Trump and get the presidency from, you know, the fact that early voters, it's just surging to ridiculous high levels, and we can talk about that a little later, um, where we have, we've seen uh, polling data in swing states. You know, Biden needs to win three. Apparently, he's winning all six. That's not a good thing. Good news, right? Well, here's the thing. Polling doesn't necessarily include or typically doesn't include new voters because the people that they're polling are people who are existing voters, people who have voted, people have registered to vote. So if you're not registering new voters, then you're not getting the whole picture. Now, there's some states like North Carolina, Pennsylvania, important states. You know, Obama won North Carolina in 2008. Uh, Obama won Pennsylvania twice. 2008, 2012, you have, and in these states, you have large amounts of GOP voters that are new, that are registering much more than Democrats are. And I and look, I was like, look, talk me down. As of yet, nobody has managed to talk me down. Uh, I have a conservative person that I know. 
on my personal page who brought up some unrelated issues. And then I have another person who shared um, something from 538, which we'll go into a bit. But here's why I'm concerned. I've had concerns in the past about the goings on in the Trump administration and what's going on and, you know, how it's affecting us and, and what might happen during the first term of a Donald Trump presidency. And I was like, look, in 2016, I was worried that Trump could name three people to the Supreme Court. People flat out called me nuts. There's no way that's going to happen, Dan. Trump's not going to name three people to the Supreme Court. First of all, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a tough bird. She's a tough cookie. She will, she'll last it out. And then how is he going to name two others? Well, in the first case, you had Justice Scalia dying and the GOP blocking that replacement. So there's one. And then for potentially nefarious reasons, I'm still not convinced that they were not nefarious reasons. Justice Kennedy, Associate Justice Kennedy, he resigns. What? Just completely out of the blue. <coughs> Excuse me, wrong hole. And then you have, of course, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who tried her very hardest to, pa- to not pass away, but she succumbed to her illnesses and passed away. One, two, three. I was right. I wish I wasn't, but I was right. For months, if not years, I have been saying that I was concerned that Donald Trump would replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg with somebody like Amy Coney Barrett. Who did he pick? Obviously, Amy Coney Barrett. I wish I was wrong, but I wasn't. I've made other comments that I've spoken about on this podcast showing where I stated concerns of things that I thought would happen during a Trump presidency. And they've turned out to be right. And again, I wish I wasn't. I wish I, I, wish I was a, a not an astute judge of political goings on. I wish I could say liberal Dan is wrong and he is not correct about these things. Don't listen to him. But all, the, all these reasons that I've explained, A, are reasons you should listen to me because I get it right a lot. But B, I wish I didn't get it right. So concerning to me, like I was even right early, like before any network made a prediction, before any network, liberal network star looked out and and said, oh, we're in trouble. I said, I looked at Florida and I saw Trump regaining the lead in Florida or retaking the lead in Florida before the panhandle votes came in. And I'm like, this is problematic. This is not good news. Trump's going to win. And no, no, Dan, there's still plenty of time tonight. Nope. I'm looking at the trends. I'm seeing what's going on. Trump is going to win. And he did. Because if that was the way that Florida without the panhandle was going, well, the panhandle is going to vote for Trump because, well, the panhandle is the panhandle. If you haven't made that drive through the panhandle and seen all those anti-abortion signs that are all along the panhandle of Florida, you, 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 once you do it, you'll know why 
I was like, well, if Trump's winning with the panhand- without the panhandle, he's going to win with the panhandle. Panhandle. How many times can I say panhandle tonight? At least three more times. Panhandle, panhandle, panhandle. But, so, 538. Why a surge in Republican voter registration might not mean a surge in Trump support. So here's the thing. Might not is not, I mean, oh, it might not happen. So it might, it still might. Saying it might not is, is much different than will not. So in the past couple of weeks, you've seen Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania are getting a lot of attention because Republicans have seen a spike in voter registration numbers. This in office is cited to a counterpoint that Joe Biden signed a size of a league of President Trump in the polls. Um, all of these Republican registrations are a sign of support for Trump that the polls are missing, right? Well, yeah, that's what I that that's that's the conclusion that I reach as well. So let's let's continue reading what is stated in 538. Uh, it's hard to say what's happening exactly. I mean, it's not that hard to say it. There's a large a bigger amount of of uh, Republican registrations in these swing states than Democrat registrations. And if those people all vote for the Republicans and the Democrats all vote for the Democrats, well, guess what? That's, that could potentially offset the, the early voting numbers and the election day numbers and turn, the turnout that they're able to drive out. Now, I mean, I don't know if it'll fix it completely. I mean, if you can get Barack Obama numbers, if, if Joe Biden could pull Barack Obama 2008 numbers, that would be amazing. If he could top 70 million, that would be, I mean, I would, I can't imagine how he doesn't win with 70 million, but you don't know because where, which states are those votes in? You can get a majority of the votes, as we know, without winning a majority of the electoral college votes. Uh, so let's say Dave Wasserman, House Editor for Cook Political Report and NBC News contributor, uh, found in early October that Republicans had made much larger gains in voter registrations in key states since the presidential primaries were this year, perhaps in part to the Republicans' effort to knock on doors and Democrats' reluctance to do the same. Uh, but they say the party problem is party registration numbers can be a hard way to get a read on what's happening, like early voting numbers. <clears throat> there are all kind of pitfalls in how you should think about this data. Three of the biggest problems. One, party registration is often a lagging indicator. Voters' party registration is a strong indicator of who they'll support, but that's not a guarantee. In fact, many voters registered with one party <coughs> have been voting for the other party in recent elections, but haven't switched the registrations. Okay. But that's talking about existing voters not switching. That, ha- that happened to me when I was campaigning for a city council seat uh, back in 20, 2006, I want to say. Um, so 14 years ago. Ugh. And what happened was, was I, start, I got myself a voter list. I got myself a list of voters, all registered Democrats in my district. And I started knocking on doors. And I would hear answer after answer. The, oh, well, yeah, I mean, we're registered Democrats, but we we vote Republican typically. And then I would go into my spiel of, oh, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the only one on the city council who's called for the charter committee because I found the problem that no one else did and, and all this, that, and the other. I, I, these are my plans on businesses for the city of uh, Kenner. They didn't help me win, but, you know, and these are, but existing Democrats who've been Democrats for a while who are too lazy to change their voter registration are not an example of 
It's not, it's not a way to convince me that new registration, if I'm newly registering to vote, if I'm taking, making the effort to go register myself as a voter, I'm not going to put myself as a Republican if I'm not a Republican. The only thing I could possibly be thinking is that maybe these Republicans were registering individuals and filling out the forms for them and just saying, hey, check this as a Republican. The person goes, okay, but they're still the Democrats. But I'm going to believe that this has happened at such a large scale that it would make this vast increase in Republican Party support be explained away by that. I, I don't think so. I don't know. And they say, take Pennsylvania, the once Democratic Southwestern started as strictly GOP. Party registrations haven't necessarily reflected that movement as much as you might expect. Green County along the West Virginia border voted for Trump by 40 percentage points in 2016, yet pre-election registration figures show party identification is split among evenly with registered Republicans and Democrats, each making up 45% of the voters. But again, that's not new voters, but it's old voters. Older, it's people who've been voting for a while, most likely who don't want to change their registration. Registration surges follow the campaign calendar. This is when the election calendar also influences party registration trends. Key dates and campaign events drive interest and participation. For example, a presidential primary or registration deadline ahead of a general election can spark a flood of registrations, but sometimes this can create a disproportionate number of registrations from one party. Consider the 2020 presidential primary. Democrats had a competitive race, which drove interest in voting in 2019 and early 2020 amongst Democrats and voters who wanted to have a say in the party's nomination contest. Meanwhile, Trump was unopposed. So, again, this doesn't ease my mind at all because all it's basically saying is that if we saw if we saw an increase in Democratic registrations, it could be that more people wanted to vote in the Democratic primary. So that's why they voted registered as Democrats, that doesn't explain why there's more Republicans. It, it, it doesn't do a good job at all in explaining that. Uh, independent voters complicate things in recent years. Growing number of voters don't want to be associated with either of the parties registered as independent. <coughs> After hovering in uh, late, low to high 30s, the number of Americans who are politically identified independent is 40%. And in states where the party registration data is available, the share of the registered independents has grown to a quarter of the electorate, while the percentage of registered Democrats has decreased. So, but again, that's, is that these registrations, these registrations are not talking about the independent voters. They, they talk about, I mean, are there even more independent voters that are being registered? Probably not. They're probably still mostly either Democrat or Republican. Yeah, if there's somebody's registered independent, there's no way for me to know if that person is registered independent or a party and, and their political beliefs, they are more conservative or they're more liberal. But there's, this is not helping me with this. So we're not completely in the dark when it comes to voter who registers an independent voter. Younger voters are more likely to identify as independent than older voters. Younger voters of color are more likely to register as independents. As Florida registration figures have shown, both of these groups tend to lean Democratic. But again, it doesn't help explain the whole, unless you're telling me that there is a significant number of independent voters, I might be able to look that up over the commercial break, uh, who are who are really liberal leading but just don't want to say that they are i don't know but there's nothing in this article that that gives me any sort of hope that that i shouldn't be worried about the raise in an increase in republican in the republicans over democrats in these swing states there's this just i can't find it i can't find it in there to be like calm down so maybe you if you're listening if you're listening during the live broadcast come into the chat room call me up or if you're listening after the live broadcast 
at me on Twitter, go to Facebook, go on my personal page. Let me know. Why do you think I should, should or shouldn't be worried about the increase in Republican voter registration versus the increases in Democrat registrations as it comes to the 2020 election? So let me know. Um, let's, again, let's go ahead and take the next commercial break. We'll come back, take your calls as well. 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mmm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? <laughs> Catch you on the tune. Would you like to support Liberal Dan Radio? Would you like a shout out on the podcast or the minicast? Would you like to purchase advertising or sponsor a bit like Hypocrite of the Week or Words of Redneck Wisdom? You can even sponsor the whole hour. Then become a Liberal Dan Patreon. You can help me grow my audience, and for a limited time, first hour advertisers will lock in their rates for the life of the podcast. Head on over to patreon.com slash liberaldan and support the show today. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Can you join the conversation? It's area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. So I did, was able to download not the new voter registration for Pennsylvania, mind you, but the existing voter registration in Pennsylvania. And, you know, again, like you have 4,207,190 Democrats registered in the state of Pennsylvania, three thousand three million. I'm sorry, five thousand five hundred six thousand 
voters in Pennsylvania who are registered Republicans. Um, no affiliation voters are, let's see, no affiliation, 800, well, just about under 900,000. So a little bit more than the difference. Um, other voters, which I'm assuming are Green Party, you know, people who have affiliations that are not Democrat or Republican, 407,000. So a vast total of 9,000, 9,000,000. 16,163. That's how many people are registered to vote in the state of uh, Pennsylvania, but you have 700,000 more Democrats. But again, that doesn't mean that they're voting for Democrats. You can be registered as a Democrat and voting for Republican. In fact, as the article that I I read explained, there might be more people who are, because there's not a competitive Republican primary, that these people might have registered for themselves as Democrats simply to vote in a Democratic primary to have a say in something but then might still vote Republican. It is what it is. So, oh, wait, that, that's Trump's... Uh, that's Trump's... It word. is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, so, again, this doesn't necessarily answer my concerns. Or, yeah, I, I, Again, I'm still just confused as to why I should not be concerned over this voter registration drive that the Republicans seem to have done well at the end of this presidency that is just horrific. Like, how are the Republicans able to get that many voters? I mean, I'm not necessarily questioning their legitimacy. I'm assuming that they're all legitimate, that the people who are registering to vote are the people who are they're saying that they're registering to vote. I'm not going to just assume that there's fraud going on, but again, I I have no reason to believe that this is in any way good for the Democratic Party. It's probably bad for the Democratic Party. So I don't know. Maybe you have some other thoughts that might make me feel a little better over the idea. I mean, look, early voting. Let's see if we go to Louisiana. 2020 early voting stats. See who's uh, the early voting statistics statewide in Louisiana. Now, I don't expect Louisiana to vote blue at all. At all. I don't expect Louisiana to, to be voting blue at all. Period. But according, there's been 430,000 early votes cast. 430,000. How many, let's see, election 2020, Louisiana, or actually 2016, Louisiana results. We're going to look and see how many people voted for president in 2016. Um, We had 1.2 almost voting for Donald Trump, almost 800,000 voting for Hillary. So 2 million people voted in the presidential election in 2016 about a, a 20 between 20 to 25 percent of those of that number have already voted in the early voting which is nothing which which is which makes whatever in the past was done look like nothing um of those 430,000 
210,000 are Democrats, 152,000 are Republicans, 68,000 are other. So it was before, before uh, you had a situation, I think a couple of days ago, where the number of Democratic primary, uh, the number of Democratic voters who voted in early voting um, exceeded those if you added the Republicans and the others together. At this point, the Republicans and the others slightly exceed the Democrats. But again, it doesn't mean that the people who registered Democrat are voting for Democrats. It also doesn't mean that the others, the people who are not voted for as registered as Republicans, are not voting for Biden. It also doesn't mean the Republicans could. I mean, uh, there's probably much less people who are registered Republican who were voting for uh, Biden than there are people who registered Democrat voting for Trump. I, I would not, not necessarily stake my life on it, but I, I, I feel it's a pretty, pretty accurate guess uh, that that's the case. But again, still 430,000. We still have, I believe, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I think there's three more days. This has been going on for five days. There's three more days. So 430,000 divided by five is almost it's like somewhere between 80 and 90,000 or 80, 70 and 80,000 a day. So we might see another, if this keeps up, we might see another maybe 200. We might get to six, 60, six, 650,000 people voting in the election early. And they had to open up the Smoothie King Center, which is where the Pelicans play basketball. They opened that up to handle the demand for early voting. That's where we went. We went there instead of the normal place that we go to early vote, which is the courthouse in Algiers, which the lines apparently were much longer in duration, if not for um, length, if that makes sense. Because apparently they had 11 machines over in the Algiers courthouse, but they were only using four at a time because of social distancing measures, which makes absolutely no sense. But sorry, what, what was that, Don? Uh, you had a word, something it to say? It is what it is. Thank you. Uh, what? What? So that was it again? You know, it's called science. Thank you. Um, so it's very New Yorky in that one. It's called curled science. I have it. Here. You know, it's called science. That is, that is a very, to me, it's very New York twins right there. Right there, you heard? Very some uh, New York, uh, New York style twins right there. Like in Brooklyn. Maybe not from Brooklyn, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Story that I tell me and my wife. Um, we're at Disney World. We're, we're going, we're on a Disney bus heading towards the park because it was at the times when we still stayed at the on-ground resorts. And all of a sudden, this guy behind us is like, I don't want to go to prison. And we're just like, what is going on? Are we about to hear the greatest conversation ever? And then it moved on from not wanting to go to prison to like, you know, I'd love to, you know, I could win a, a million dollars. You put it in the bank, you, you get interest on it. And then you could live like on that. You get like a good, like, you know, four percent interest. You make forty grand a year for the rest of your life, and you get you could live on that. And then the the other guy is like, "Yeah, but you got to pay taxes on the money that you get." And the other guy's like, "Pay tax you on that." And we just whenever we hear taxes, me and my wife is like, "Pay tax you on that." So that's that's my funny little story about Brooklyn stuff. And I'd stop Brooklyn 
as my kids. Was like, stop talking Brooklyn. Cause I'd be talking, you know, well, you know, forget about it. You know what I'm saying? Forget about it. And uh, like, stop talking Brooklyn. So it's fun to drive your kids crazy, just to let you know. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Like, I tr- I'm trying to feel confident about what might happen over the next two weeks or more because we don't know. But again, like there was positive news on, you know, the Supreme Court was split. So it pushed the lower court ruling, which is the Supreme Court ruling, which basically said, yeah, you can count ballots received after November 3rd, you know, regardless of postmark, if, you know, it's because you, you can just assume it was sent before or on the day. And you know that because it was 4-4 and no judicial precedent was set, you know that Amy Coney Barrett's going to come in there and she's not going to recuse herself and she's going to be that fifth vote and be like, oh, well, no, no, these votes that were cast after, after uh, these votes that were received after, after election day, we can't have those. That's just sinful to have or whatever. So you know what's happening. You know, it, it just... That's why she's there. She's there specifically to interfere with the election. She's specifically there to rule in Donald Trump's favor any challenge that comes his way, either brought by him, which is most likely, or maybe brought against him. But that's what she's there for. She's going to be, Amy Coney Barrett's going to be there for to, to protect him. And, and that's concerning. To the very least, I, I can't, you know, so I can't sit here and say, oh, things are wonderful, things are great. We need, we need such a huge surge of voters to take place and just completely topple Trump so badly that there's nothing he can do, that there, that he just resigns and quits and said, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I don't like all of this is going on. I'm not staying here. This is not for me. Uh, we have to hope that he gets so beaten so soundly that he's humiliated if he even knows what humiliation is or or if that's something that he actually could manage to feel I mean he's predicting that if he loses to him he doesn't know what he'd do but I don't know if he actually understands the concept of humiliation because he'd have to then admit that he was wrong about something that will never happen Anyway, so I'm going to go ahead. I am going to. Um, well, so is there anything else I want to talk about? Uh, I already got the debate tomorrow, so I do want to talk about that. I am going to be most likely 99% sure that I will be doing a live stream from the further debate tomorrow, assuming YouTube and my internet that cooperates properly. Um, so we will be live streaming that. I think I do have to miss a most of my writing class, but you know I'm trying to build my podcast. It is what it is. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. That's that's Trump's line. Is it Trump's line? It is what it is. That It is Trump's line, yes. So, tune in for that. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well so you can get notifications of that. Um, but it, yeah, I'm just going to call it in for this week. Uh, 15 minutes sounds good to me. Uh, tune in next week, 8 p.m. Central, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. We'll talk about what happened after the debate and with the election what's going on with that COVID-19 as well 
Oh, wait, let me stop this a second. If I do want to rant about something, no. Let's. This is 2020. We're in the year 2020. This is seven months into the COVID pandemic. Can we not understand science at all? Like, I'm getting to the point where I'm just, like yesterday, I had to go. I was looking for my lost driver's license, and I go to restrain my steps. I go to Walgreens, go to see if they happen to have picked it up. My luck is they'll find it today after I've replaced it. But like three people behind me, there's these two individuals in the store not wearing masks properly. She has a nose completely uncovered. He is down to his chin. I'm just like, I'm like, and then he then he coughs, and I'm like, oh, stop it. Can y'all please wear your mask properly? This is the reason why we can't get out of this. I was today getting my license replaced, and I'm sitting there, and I tell them, I'm like, look, I'm not going to wait in here because you have people in this office who are not wearing their masks properly. Let me go ahead. I'll be waiting outside. You can find. Can you can come get me when get me when you need me. And of course, I waited outside. And while I was outside, I wrote a nice little stern uh, letter to the uh, Jefferson Parish where the location was located in. And I guess, of course, again, and we do parishes instead of counties in the state because we're weird. But and Catholic, very Catholic. <laughs> I went and filled out a form for the Jefferson Parish. I was like, look. These people aren't masking properly. You might want to check them out. So I'm, I don't care anymore. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of having to not be able to do normal things simply because of the fact that other people don't want to be bothered with themselves. They don't want to be bothered to look out for their fellow human beings. They don't want to, they don't want to help. It's terrible. They're not altruistic. So, I'm tired of it. And so if I see you in public and you're not wearing your mask, you're getting called out. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Anyway, so that that is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. Uh, again, join, join me next week. Join me tomorrow for the live stream of the debate. Join me next week for the next version of the podcast. Check me out on Anchor.fm as well, Liberal Dan on there. Um, at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com, so LiberalDanLiberalDan.com. Uh, you can get more information about me, how to book me, how to come on the show, how to buy advertising for the show, and just how to support it in general. Again, until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.